You're listening to Season 2 of NFT 365. Talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365. Here's your host and digital futurist, Brian Fanzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And we are into this beautiful month of May, and uh, you know it's, it's such an interesting thing to think about. You know, the history that is the Web3 space and May uh, to me is like one of the biggest months, right? Not only is it, you know, an anniversary for a lot of the big projects that many of us uh, are aware of. Uh, if we're lucky, some of you, if you're lucky enough to hold them, uh, you're very aware that this is, you know, two year anniversary for uh, Board Ape and of course, VFriends announcements and some of the big things that happened even in the top shop world. And uh, a lot of the projects, you know, that to me is an exciting part, but also May represents, you know, for those that were here last year, also part of the time where the market started to really, um, you know, show its signs that we were going into a bear market, right? And it also was, you know, the signs of some of the bigger trends, you know, some of the, the early uh, AI art projects, some of the first, uh, you know, the first free mints uh, that started to happen last year. Uh, but May is also, you know, it's a heavy month for those of us that are speakers and creators. Uh, I always say, you know, for those that I coach that are, are speakers or creators that are monetizing, uh, May is one of those months where you you want to tap into the summer budget of attention uh, that a lot of our clients have. Uh, you know, I just got back from CEX this week, uh, the Creator Expo there in Cleveland, Ohio. Shout out to Joe Polizzi uh, and the Tilt News team. They put on a, a, just an amazing event, great speakers, great conversations with vendors and, and, and friends and some new project collaborations and uh, even some new partners that we will be announcing very soon uh, here uh, on the podcast. And I have to say, um, one of the, my biggest takeaways from you know the Creator Expo, but also something for us to think about right now, is that you know, when we are working with uh, you know brands or working with collaborations, it's essential for us to you know people always say we have to dumb things down. I don't think that's the right the right language. It's not about dumbing down what's happening in the space, but it, it's about translating. What matter? What what are the fundamental cores of things that many of us believe in this space, and translating it and wrapping it in a way that others can actually receive it? And I will tell you, you know, AI right now is going through a you know a massive attention swing, right? And you know, it's it, it's actually one year now since I've been playing in AI since I uh, created my very first Mid Journey prompt. It will actually be the first week of June. Uh, was when I did that really the first time that I actually got in there under my own account and did my very first, uh, my own, you know, kind of prompting, which is kind of a, a cool thing. And I'll talk about more of that in a, in a future episode. But, you know, AI, when it first kind of came onto the market, 2014, 2015, 2016, uh, from a standpoint of came onto the market from a uh, productized uh, solution, it was polarizing. Uh, not only was it polarizing, but it activated for many people this like narrative around you know what we can control and what we can't control. 
And I would argue NFTs and Web3 kind of walked into that same kind of uh, area. And a lot of it having to do with crypto, right? Crypto being, you know, really the first mass adopted use case of blockchain. Um, and, you know, take it for what it's worth. When you put a, a financial component that is disrupting the way that we even think about money or value exchange, that's going to be polarizing no matter what. Right then, you have a lot of the 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 scammy artists. You know what does this mean? I even heard the Joe Rogan quote about like, you know, he doesn't even understand it. You know what? You know, I can't touch it. Uh, and it's so funny because I worked in the data center space for a long while, and I will tell you, every tech executive would say, "I have to be in a data center. I can't move to the cloud because I need to know where it's at because that's how I know it's secure." And I'll just tell you, that's just the most asinine thought process and it's the funny it's the same thing with currency like oh i need to i I need to be able to touch and feel it and it's like do you know the gold reserve have you touched the gold and know that like have you even seen the gold that is backing our our financial dollar and and i don't even want to go down that stream because there's not gold backing our our financial dollar but there is a lot of this um and i won't even say it's misconception right it's a lot of this uh, you know, the way that we ground ourselves in many cases, right? The way that people think about things about, you know, like how do they, how do they connect the dots, right? Is about things like, you know, tangibility of it, right? Can I touch it? Can I see it? Okay. Then it's more real to me, right? Yet these are the same people that believe in God and believe that, you know, the world was created where it was and they didn't see or touch or have personal connection to that, right? So our, our ability to believe in something is often swayed by not only the masses, but often over a long period of time of people understanding it and and um, starting to embrace it and starting to to wrap it around things that matter to them. And and most of you know, I, I focus a lot on use cases here on the podcast. And if you're listening to this episode, maybe it's the first time you're listening to the show, uh, definitely go back and look at a lot of the use cases that we've talked about here from nonprofits to the Starbucks use case to the Playboy Rabatar uh, use case to Time Magazine. We talk a lot of use cases here on the podcast for coaches and um, uh, you know digital leaders. But I will say, you know the the branding around the word NFT, even in the creator community, is very disconnected. And I will tell you, and you might have seen this from the name the episode the title of this episode, but. There are people right now are craving that. How do I build a digital community? How do I create this connection of community? And how do I, how do I really scale that? And how do I monetize my content creation? But when they hear like, how do I use NFTs or POAPs or how do I integrate creator coins to them? The, the easy answer is my community, my audience is not ready for that. The truth is that that the tech isn't ready for that in many cases. There's also just this underlying feeling like, hey, it's already hard enough for me to sell my goods and services. And then on top of it, I have to convince them that NFTs are legit. They're not a passing fad. I have to convince them there's a difference between Pepe meme coins and NFTs that are backed with a, you know, an actual smart contract that are on built on the blockchain around companies versus something that is built on hype. And that's no shade on either side of this, right? Like for me, like I love that we can leverage the blockchain and we can play with it in so many different ways. But in many cases, that has got us to an area where I I will tell you, people came running up to me for AI advice 
and wanted me to help them with AI art. You know, I'm I'm out, I'm now doing a lot. I actually have four different uh, live right now. I'm working on four different commissioned projects, right? Two that are in the Web3 space, two that are outside of the Web3 space that they're commissioning me uh, to create art for them for the projects that they are working on, which I'm just blessed with. And you know, for anyone that's out there is looking for commissioned art that like likes my style and appreciates um, how I kind of bring things to life um, in that art sense, uh, feel free to hit me up. But that's not what this is about in the sense that what I found was so amazing is that people were excited, but they want me to teach them how to better use chat GPT. And I did, I did a whole keynote on that this week. And I have some events that want me to speak at their company event uh, on that topic. And, you know, we're, we're of course leaning into that, but you know, funny enough, when I listen to the creators, when I listen to those, many of you that are listening to this podcast, when I listen to the things that you want to accomplish, that you are looking to grow, a lot of them, NFTs, creator coins, web three will be an essential component of it. But where we are at in the adoption process of your of your audience of your community of even just being a content creator right i i, I will tell you uh, i've started a little list of people that want me to help them launch their very first podcast and want to or how to take their twitter spaces and monetize that right like not just have a, a twitter space that they're doing but actually add a, a layer of monetizing to it and you know that's something that we're rolling out here with you know my with my community and my team that we will be that we will be able to uh, be a part of and I'll, I'll share more about that in the future but what I found really, really compelling through this whole thing was that ultimately we are all working to solve a lot of the same problems. And even the biggest projects, one I would argue right now, Yuga Labs, their struggle is digital community. Uh, I would argue that VFriends, if you look at what VFriends is doing leading up to VCon, and shout out to all of those that were announced as a uh, VCon speaker recently. I know a lot of good friends that have messaged me that, uh, they put in their names to be on the community stage there at VCon. And uh, so many of them, so many many of our past guests of the podcast are going to be there on that stage. And uh, I couldn't be more excited for them to get that opportunity to share uh, their experience and have that kind of exciting uh, opportunity there at VCon. And I will say like, you know, I, I, I love working with speakers to build better, better presentations. Uh, I love working with speakers to monetize themselves uh, as a speaker. Uh, I love working with people to, to understand the, the, the nuanced uh, version of being a content creator. And, you know, I get, I get to work with lots of brands. Uh, I signed a, a brand partnership uh, last week uh, to create content internally for their company, right? So I will be creating videos uh, for their company to be able to use internally. And, um, and that came actually through one of my, you know, the ways that I like to uh, build content and monetize and around UGC and some of those things. But I will tell you that the underlying piece of this that also stood out to me is that the lack of not only marketing basics, but the lack of like of a, let's just say a content hub structure and a content hub strategy and understanding really how to it's not, I, and I hate, because as soon as someone says you have to build a funnel, then it comes about selling people, right? But if you think about a funnel outside of the sales funnel, right, there's also a funnel of like, what is the entry point, right? I like to use the word entry point versus funnel, right? Anyone that listens to the podcast knows that. Um, what are the entry point for people to kind of come into your community that to connect with you as a creator? And then what are you doing for them, right? How are you servicing them? What are the options that you're providing them? And I will tell you, I'm just going to share, like I've been guilty of not launching and delivering a couple of things that we have already built out 
uh, mainly just because I wanted to wait for the Web3 technology or, or front door to exist. And I'm no longer waiting. That, is, that We are done with that. I'm excited. I'll be launching very soon uh, an announcement with a new partner of mine. Um, that's actually, I say new partner, but it's a previous partner of mine that I worked with for a couple of years back in the day. And we are now uh, coming back together to launch something really cool for our listeners, really f- cool for our community. Uh, and I can't wait to kind of get that out to the, the, to the world because I really think it's going to be something that a lot of projects, a lot of leaders, a lot of people can um, can mirror and, and implement within their their communities as well. But I will tell you, it was so interesting these last couple of creator events where creators are excited for AI and they're hesitant and pushing off NFTs. And I think that also kind of comes in the realm of like AI right now has the visualization of just two things, right? Chat GPT and art. But let's face it, I, I mean, there's 5,000 new tools that are popping up a week uh, in the AI set, uh, front, right? So yes, people are excited about it, but I think the number was like less than 1% of people that have logged in and typed in a prompt in the chat GPT have come back a second time, right? Like less than 1% of people. Why is that? Because the novelty of it, like the idea of it is exciting, but then it's like, well, how do I implement that? And it's truthfully why for me, it's less about me helping you build prompts, and more about me helping you get a mindset that allows prompts to fit in to your workflow and what you're designing and what you're creating and, and why we're doing certain things. And it's why, like, for my art, like, I know so many of you that have bought my AI art, it looks like nothing else that anyone else is doing. Yet a lot of the AI art tools are helping people look, create their art very similar. And the reason that is is because I'm not taking the same approach to my design of my AI art as everyone else. And I'm going to challenge every NFT project, every creator, every person that has a story to tell. I know many of you listening to this right now, you have a story to tell. And it's it, you're doing a disservice to the public. You're doing a disservice to those around you, those that you care, by not telling your story. I've been preaching that since 2012. 2012, the first time I ever got up on a stage and I told somebody that I believed that everyone had a story and that I believed that you know, digital and social media gives us the megaphone. The problem is the people that took the megaphone are the scam artists, the sleazy people that are trying to, you know, sell unicorns, rainbows and BS. And, and, and truthfully, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you at a, at a bigger piece of this puzzle, we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go for us to kind of wrap our heads around a lot of these things to, to start formulating the things that we need to make sense, especially in the NFT space. I don't believe the NFT space needs more education we need more we need more of a of a hub we need more construction around we need more systems around education we don't need more learn to earn we need more understanding okay what are the different who are the different vehicles that are coming in i mean i sat down with two creators in the last week one of them over a million subs on youtube the other one uh, multiple millions on tiktok and i will tell you they are the perfect creators to come into this nft space yet i told them that their audience and their their entire structure of what they're building is not there yet 
It's not to the point where they've, you know, one of them has not monetized directly to their audience. The other one has not, well, I guess the same one has most of their monetization has come off of brand deals that have been inbound that are, you know, kind of more at a, um, you know, based on what's going on around them. Uh, one of them happened to be brought to the F1 race this weekend. And uh, I know she's listening, but uh, I, I will keep that uh, on the down low until uh, I think we're going to have her on the podcast. I actually, I, I asked her that, you know, if you come on the podcast, I would love to talk out the NFT use cases with you live on the air um, and kind of walk through because I think that that will help a lot of us as well. And I think for me, the bigger part of this conversation, and maybe it's been a theme recently here on the podcast, is that I, I do feel like we have a we have to package up what we are presenting, how we talk about what we talk about, and even where we talk about what we talk about. I think there is a massive opportunity to create great Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram content around digital community ownership, the understanding of what does ownership mean in a digital world where we've lost control of our data. Yet, let's face it, that's not where a lot of the conversation happens. And you know, so much so that I even uh, I'm doing a little experiment here on in my own creator world, and um, I'm trying to spend less time on Twitter and more time interacting and engaging on the other platforms, not because I don't love Twitter and not because I don't understand the value of Twitter, but I also understand that it's a lot easier to go in and talk on a Twitter space with people that get what we're talking about, that are curious about what we're talking about, than for us to fire up an Instagram Live or to go create a LinkedIn event and do it over there. But I will tell you, that's where people are looking that are, are eager. That's where our, a lot of our, our low-hanging fruit is. That's where a lot of people that, that have the budget that want to come in and play in this space um, that are still trying to figure it out, right? And I think that is something that is really you know, beautiful about this. And, the, and the, the other part of this, and I, and I want to share this kind of feedback that I got, is that I had some people talk to me about you know, they, they were afraid or believed that I got distracted or became more heavily a degen of an NFT creator um, than I was of a NFT collector or believer in the blockchain. And I will say, I, I don't, my, my um, conviction of the blockchain and NFTs has not wavered one bit. But I will say that there was, uh, there definitely was a shift in attention. Even when I would ask, you know, who are the guests that want to become on the podcast? A lot of the loud voices on who they wanted to be guests on the podcast were were people that were leaned much more into the collectible space and a lot less into the use case space. And I and I, I I'm I take ownership in that. But I will also tell you that um, that hasn't stopped me from believing in you know use cases that are much bigger than us, much bigger um, than what we are actually creating. And and I'm excited for more things to come. Uh, I'm excited to work with many of you uh, to to create a lot of this you know creator hub world um, to build out what I believe you know every NFT project should have. Um, I believe every NFT project has to think like a media company. But what does that mean? And how do you have a media spokesperson and the people that are your your front people and your back people? How do you have a membership community that has content and and keeps people engaged? How do I leverage gamification and grow within this space? And I will tell you, that's stuff I've been doing for nine plus years. And for whatever reason, I've held back on putting it out there. I've held back on kind of implementing it, mainly because I was believing that it needed to be gated or leveraging of NFTs. And I think that to me was a mistake that I made, um, but it will not be a mistake that I make moving forward. And I'm excited to have more of that announcement uh, you know, as we go forward. 
But I do feel, you know, it's funny if you go back and listen to the original Starbucks announcement, uh, I believe October of last year, whenever they announced that Starbucks was calling it uh, not an NFT wallet, but an NFT passport, not NFTs, but calling them stamps. The thing that I challenged was, I wonder if this is making us need more education, not streamlining education, because now it's even confusing people. Are they, are they creating a custodial wallet or a non-custodial wallet? Well, I'm here to tell you, I didn't, I didn't see where we were going. And where we've been going is that the narrative and the bias and the stigma around NFTs and crypto and coins is so strong right now that not only do we have a branding reputation problem, but it's not about saying, and I hate this, like every Twitter space is like, well, I all know that like in five years, they're not even going to use the word NFT. It's easy to say that. It is a lot harder to talk about this space, create content, create experiences, create membership groups that, and do it without it being about the NFT because that's like the shiny object It's where we play, but that's where I'm moving. That's where I'm focusing my attention on. And for those that are like kind of overwhelmed by that or concerned by that or still trying to figure that out, guess what? I, come on this journey with us. We're, we're going to do this together. I'm here to do this with you and I'm excited for all that we have coming forward in the, in the very near future. I'm excited for what it means to all of us. I think we are, we are at a, a critical like inflection point where there's big brands there's big tools, but more so than anything else, there is a desire right now for us to feel a sense of belonging, to find our people, to connect deeply with people, and ultimately build that, that community online and offline through a sense of shared ownership. We just have to, re, we have to repackage this and rethink how we are rolling this out, how we are talking about it. And that's going to be what I focus on from this day forward. And I'm excited for you to be on this journey uh, with me. Also, have to give a shout out to the bar- the partners and brands that are working with us. Uh, I know I've mentioned BigRoom.tv. Uh, if you check them out, BigRoom.tv. Uh, in the link, and the- use the link in my bio because it'll connect you with my account. And when they as they're rolling out new new features within this tool, you're going to be able to have those new features in this tool because you're associated with my account as you sign up. Uh, it's a free sign up right now. I know they are uh, adding a monetization level in there, so you definitely want to click that link sooner than later and make sure you sign up, confirm your email address so that you can be in this wave. But for me, part of the the hardest part about being a creator is all of the other things, right? Like many of us, that if, if I set you up to succeed, if I give you a microphone, if I give you a camera, if I give you a, a, a Google Doc, you will hammer it out. But a lot of the editing, a lot of the producing, a lot of the distribution can be not only overwhelming, but it can be crippling in our ability to do what we do. And there's tools that are, are being built right now that are helping that out. And BigRoom.TV happens to be one of them. I'm proud to be a partner with them. I also love that they're working with me to better understand the creator workflow. I will tell you, a lot of these AI tools are going to fail, not because they don't have amazing tech, because a lot of them do have amazing tech. But a lot of them are going to fail is because they don't understand the creator problem, the creator lifestyle, the creator workflow. And they're trying ultimately to solve a problem that either doesn't exist or they're adding too many steps to solve the problem. And for many of us, we don't need extra steps. We don't even, in many cases, you don't need to save me time. 
if you can actually simplify the entire process, it's not about me getting that time back, but it's me removing that barrier to entry. And so there are some great tools that are out there, more of them that I'll feature here on the podcast. But definitely use that link uh, for bigroom.tv uh, before uh, they turn on the, the, the paywall there uh, and make sure you confirm your email address um, so we can uh, make sure that you're attached and, and know, they will know that you were onboarded through uh, my community here on NFT365. Uh, and then I was always my friends. Um, you know, it's a great day to let people know you care. It is Mental Health Awareness Week as well, month. Um, I will share that it's a uh, you know, it, mental health has been a lot for me recently, and uh, you know, there's an Adderall shortage, and I've had to deal with a lot of things um, that I didn't plan on dealing with uh, within that, right? And having to, uh, you know, the struggle is real, and I, I just challenge everybody to to own that, to realize that we don't ever know what is impacting people. And we're not ever, you know, can believe that, you know, just because someone smiles on Instagram, just because when you meet someone in person, they feel like they have it all together. Those are actually probably the people we should be checking on the most during this time. And I also challenge you to, you know, consume content right now. I know it's, it can be overwhelming. And for some people they're like, I don't know if I need to even, you know, be aware of this, but you know, part of reason that mental health awareness month exists is because a lot of people won't seek out the content when they know they need it. But if we're able to integrate the content and put it in front of people without them having to feel like they have to seek it out, then we might save one life. We might allow one person to feel less alone. We might have one person to go in and get diagnosed with ADHD or to get checked out and 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 deal with the the troubling thoughts they they, they might have. And and I really do say like I, I I'm thankful. I love and appreciate each and every one of you listeners that are on this journey. If you're a new listener, thanks for coming. If you have been here this whole time, uh, I I can't say thank you enough. And uh, we have a long way to go. We are uh, definitely still just getting started. But at the same time, we also have to look out for each other. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. Join our email list to keep up with all things NFT 365. We appreciate you spending a little of your time with us. And as always... 